Making my life so difficult. I ain't done one of these in a while, man. I haven't been doing my job lately. It's been almost like fucking two years, I think. Excuse excuse my French. My French language. My my uh trilingual, quadlingual tongue. Um Welcome back to Adventures in Finding Shit Out. Um, your host Natty Mill, Natty One Mill. Um, oh, we doing things big again. Uh, yeah. So season two <laughs> ended abruptly. Uh, I haven't recorded an episode since like January of twenty seventeen. Twenty, yeah, twenty seven, twenty seventeen. I think was the last episode. Um, and it was right after Trump did his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, what the fuck you call them things, State of the Union address. Um, and I spoke about some things that bothered me on there. And I don't know what happened after that. Like, I legitimately do not know what happened after that. Uh, that episode I put out onto iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And, um, it got taken down from iTunes. As a matter of fact, my entire profile got taken down from iTunes, and I kind of stopped recording the podcast. Um, this, this shit is just, it was frustrating to me getting deplatformed like that because now all of a sudden I couldn't find any of my stuff on the iTunes app store, none of that. Like, it was all gone, vanished without a trace. And um, I spent a while, like, Trying to figure out where the library went, what happened. I mean, everything remained on SoundCloud, which is weird because the RSS part of the RSS feed that I used to upload the podcast onto iTunes came from what I upload up on directly onto SoundCloud. Of course, the SoundCloud and the YouTube, uh, the media that I use to upload as it's two different files, but the ones they're identical. So I found that a little funny, um, and I spent took a little time off and spent the time doing some other things besides the podcast. Still working on it, you know, low key, and a lot of other ideas that I have. But that really that really made me mad, like being deplatformed and um, watching other folks get deplatformed. In the meantime, Alex Jones, a lot of other people. Getting deep platform off of other social media sites. He's just the biggest example that I could find in a podcast world where it's like, we don't like what you're saying. We finna take you off. And I'm not saying that that's what iTunes said because I haven't talked to them personally. So I don't know their reasoning for canceling me. All I know is we finna scrape iTunes. I don't care. Forget them. (laughs) I was getting ready to say fuck them. I said it anyway. Fuck iTunes. So... Um, you know, what I found in that time of being off is that SoundCloud is just a superior platform for uploading and, you know, promoting podcasts, actually producing something worthwhile. Uh, you can download it just as easily. It's just not as accessible, especially for people on the go. You know what I mean? I mean, and even then it's still just as accessible, um, it's just not not as 
uh, let me think. What's the word that I want to use? Um, it's not as mainstream as Apple iTunes podcast. You know, when you tell people that you have a, a podcast, they're looking forward to looking it up. They want to look you up on iTunes, which is the reason why it was so frustrating. But there's a workaround of that. And, um, you know, the people that want to hear what I got to say anyway is not in that, demogra- in that demographic. A lot of people that I want to hear my podcast, they already on SoundCloud, um, you know, rap producers. And, and, you know, this whole world that we can ready to explore in, in season three is... Uh, you know, maybe it's just not marketed towards people that's on iTunes want to hear. Um, and even including the people that's on um, Spotify. I found that, I mean, even and, and extending to the people on Lipson too. I mean, Lipson is his own little kind of thing. It's, it's real, a lot a lot like uh, SoundCloud in that way. That you, you got control of what you upload. I mean, you do to a certain extent of Spotify, but Spotify will cancel you just as quick as iTunes canceled my black ass off the goddamn network. So, um, yeah, that's the reason why season two ended so abruptly. I, I don't like giving the platform so much power over my content. For them to just delete that shit was heartbreaking. Um... So and I don't want this to be a diss song to to all of the other platforms, social media sites that take audio uploads. But you know, this is just an ode to SoundCloud, man. I'm an OG too, man. I've been here since the beginning of the. I'm, I remember when I first started uh, doing a, uploading a podcast, doing podcasts on um, SoundCloud, just as a as a gaff, man, as a joke. I was doing it. Um, hold on, my my headphones and fell out. But yeah, when I first started doing this as a as a joke, um, in the beginning, initially it was just you know just something to do because I like podcasting. Um, listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I thought you know why why not? It's it just talk about the things that I like. Um, they was uh, SoundCloud was experimenting with the beta for the um, SoundCloud podcasting. You know, then it was just, it was a small section of motherfuckers on here just doing their thing. And I was like, damn, that's a cool ass idea. Let's just, you know, let's just do it and see where it goes. So I did. And um, here we are in the market. You know, I haven't looked at the landscape of things like the podcasting realm on, on SoundCloud in a minute. But now I'm getting back into the swing of things. The last, you know, half a year, six months. Looking at everybody doing podcasts on here, and this is it's some exciting shit on here. You know, aside from No Jumper, back when I was doing it, was nobody else. Now we got um, it's hella people out this motherfucker. It's a, it's a it's a real life ecosystem now. You got a very political podcast on here, from RT to like you know people way off in the corner, ducked off in the corner. Um, real uh, underground type shit to the Joe Buttons uh, uploading the Charlemagne the God, you know the the Brilliant Idiots podcast. It's a lot of people doing you know high level shit, and then me with the Lo-Fi podcast, where it's 
you know, it's, it's, I guess it's very low fidelity, low, low quality audio, but very high quality content, I feel. Like, this is a real, this is a real podcast in terms of, like, what you get from the host. I'm not, I'm, there's no, there's no filter on me. I don't have nobody to run my material through. I don't have to run it by somebody. Is this okay? You know, and in a lot of sense, that's what happens. That's what people like about pod, podcasting is the authenticity that you get. Um, But because my ear is to the ground, I've been in, involved in this situation for a long time. I feel like my opinion is valued by some people that's listening. And I've been noticing, man. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a it's quite a few more people listening to it since I've been away, which is weird. Um, you know, man, plays been going up, and I haven't been putting anything out at all, like whatsoever. So I thank y'all. I've been watching that, and um, I thank y'all, whoever's tuning in, listening to it, getting messages about, you know, what 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 people want to see from me, what they want to hear. And I'm listening, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. Back, to, but back, but back to this uh, this whole deep platform. I'm, so I'm not done yet. Um, and throwing these other platforms underneath the bus, like Lipson, y'all get it, y'all get an exemption because they don't really be taking people's stuff down. But Spotify and iTunes, y'all real quick, especially with producers. I know uh, for a while was some sampling, um shenanigans going on over there on Spotify and people getting their shit taken down. Shout out to my man Oxala. He was talking about it. I don't know. I am definitely gonna have him on this season of the podcast. But I, I wanna I wanna hear it from the horse's mouth what was happening with people's music on Spotify because I remember it being a real big thing. I didn't really read much into it because then I was still kind of sick to my stomach about the sour taste in my mouth. Happening over at iTunes and getting my ass kicked off there. Um, so we'll have him on to to talk about that in more depth. But Spotify and iTunes, man, y'all just, y'all whack. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> um, YouTube is another one I'm finding a lot of, I listen to a lot of podcasts personally just because um, of the video element on some of the podcast productions out there. They be, you know, they put out the the video, the video portion of it, and in addition to the audio, so you get to see like facial reactions and shit like that. I think that's exciting. So that's one of the reasons why I think YouTube is a good one for podcasts. But then again, like they could turn on you in a in an instant. I thought iTunes was fucking with the movement, the whole podcast movement, but evidently not. So. YouTube, big up to YouTube, man, because I haven't heard of nobody really getting their shit taken down besides Alex Jones. Um, but he just be out there with some wild nonsense sometimes and talking about interdimensional aliens and, you know, all of these, you know, that piece of gay shit will get you took down in a second. In a heartbeat, they don't care. They don't fucking care. They hear you talking that Sandy Hook was a conspiracy nonsense and... I mean, they should. They might take my podcast off of SoundCloud just off the virtue of me mentioning that shit right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that 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 shit is um very, very close to home. When I hear about somebody getting deplatformed, I think we moving. 
towards a more decentralized wow decentralized internet um in the future because it doesn't make sense that you know these platforms have so much power over the content that's on there because the internet should be wild and free um of course you you should be able to get away from rhetoric that you don't like you know if i if i don't like what somebody's saying i could block them unfollow them mute them get them off of my get them off of my timeline but there shouldn't be an instance where i'm complaining about somebody and their language bothers me so much that i get them kicked off of a platform and no longer have a voice to express with it cuz obviously he's got a big following he's saying something that these people is identifying with and to a certain extent Alex Jones is on that wave of decentralizing the uh the internet you know he should be behind it just because they quelling his free speech with that you know what i mean now he only he's limited to just putting stuff out on his infowars website news wars website you know that's that's a crime to me. That's the First Amendment. And that's the reason why people, you know, people like podcasts. That's why I was saying the authenticity. Now you you trying to <laughs> make people skirt the line where they, you know, try not to offend people, step on toes. It's like, no, but this is really how I feel. This is truly how I feel. Um so yeah, that's that's the, that's my story on um season two, the lost season, the season that was. It it, it would have been cool playing out season two or what I had planned, but it just it kind of got disrupted, and the whole momentum of things, and not being able to market it on iTunes. What it it is a, well, it was a privilege, you know. Now it's like. Fuck them. So moving on. These days, um, just you know, keeping up the good food activism. Um, trying to save the environment. Really, that's all that's been going on. That's the the bulk of things. Um. Reading a lot, so for this pod, this this season of the podcast, I'll give y'all a little bit more insight as to what what I'm referring to, because I don't want to just barf everything up on this 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 one episode. But you know, a lot of interesting things happening in 2019, man. A lot of lot of interesting things. Um, I'm actually searching for a couple of uh, news articles. I think at the top of the list I had was um, the finances involved in this past NBA um, free agency uh, period, which was staggering to me. I have to find those numbers again. That's what I'm looking for. Because I really want to talk about the finances involved in like the... The entertainment business. I was on a a deep ass tangent with somebody not too long ago 
about um yeah the billions that's being spent and how all of the owners um are all white guys. It's like how y'all get here? We don't even know y'all names. We really don't even know y'all. And the reason why we paying for tickets is because of these guys, but they get a bad rap in the media. Um, ninety percent of the time, so we always have something bad to say about LeBron James, you know, and all these other folks. Uh, turning out hella revenue for associations and leagues that really be throwing them underneath the bus. So let me see. I can't find the Forbes article. I'm finna look this shit up. Give me a second, y'all. So, $3 billion spent in one day. $3 billion with a B. USD spent in 24 hours from D'Angelo Russell to Kimball Walker, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Kristaps Porzingis, um, Kevin Durant. I don't think Kawhi Leonard is included in that 24-hour period just because he ain't really signed his until like a damn week later. But it's just staggering how much just in that and that little bit, that's the, I mean, of course you're talking about the top tier of the NBA because that's who's contracts getting decided in the first few days of the free agent period. But it's just mind-blowing just thinking about all of that money in uh, two handfuls of players that in reality, let's be honest, not even really going to touch, they not even going to smell a championship this year. Miami, definitely not smelling the championship. Brooklyn, hell no. Boston, maybe, maybe this Kimball Walker transaction could help them get over the hump because Kyrie just wasn't really fitting in a formula. Dallas, pro- let's be honest, probably not. Probably not. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I like that move. I really do. I know a lot of people was complaining. But um, they got to do what they got to do, first of all. Then second of all, um, a, move, move like, a move like that will throw off teams, opponents, just because we don't know necessarily what y'all going to do in a sense. You know what I mean? It's clear what Kimball Walker is going to do for Boston, what role he's going to try to fill. But D'Angelo Russell is kind of weird because it's like you don't know oh, how they're getting ready to use use this dude. I don't see where you fit in the scheme, but that's what makes that move so dangerous is the unknown. Um, I know a lot of people. Oh, I got hair in my mouth. I know a lot of people felt that way about the uh, Kawhi move. I mean, thought it was just something to do. Um, are they just signing him to get a star? Maybe to sell a couple tickets? They end up, damn, winning a championship off of that. So you can never, um, you can never be too sure about how a move is going to be, is going to affect the team. Um, but I think Golden State is a long shot just because they missing a crucial, 
critical star. You know, Clay Thompson is out with this ACL injury and is not real clear when he's gonna come back. And when he comes back, is it gonna be too late? You know, playoff. You rehabbing from a knee, you come back in the middle of the playoffs, or let's say, you know, last few weeks before the playoffs. I don't know if you can go from that type of game speed and straight into the playoffs. But we see. We see what's happening. That's a long time away, though. Um, I'm excited about this NBA season. <laughs> Chris Paul going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. For anybody that doesn't know, yes, I'm an Oklahoma City Th- Thunder fan. Um. But I love the whole league. I'm not like a mark or nothing like that. So I don't hate on any other teams. But Oklahoma City would be my choice. That's my choice. I ride with them. Um, It's going to be real interesting to see what happens in the West uh, with the Lakers and both of the L.A. I mean, well, both of the L.A. teams and the Rockets, I feel like definitely got like how far and away the favorites you can never count on the Spurs um, as far as in the East, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn to a certain extent, maybe, you know, maybe, but not really, not yet anyway. Um, the Heat might be able to make some noise just because they got a young squad and then a star they was able to pick up. Excuse me, I had to burp. I've been holding that in for like the last five minutes. Um, Man, I wish the Trailblazers was in a spot where they could like overachieve, but they've been getting turned away by Golden State for so many years that it's hard for me to actually believe in them. I'm going to be honest. And then Damian Lillard sucking up. All of the money from the franchise, like a goddamn sponge, a superstar, a super superstar SpongeBob SquarePants out this bitch, just sucking up all of the money. You supposed to, you supposed to. That's a difficult situation because it's like you want to get paid or you want to get championships. Well, you know you're not getting championships. Nurkic come back, maybe, maybe. You know, C.J. McCollum, I feel like he's just a tier lower than the, the all-star you want him to be. So maybe maybe not. We'll see what happens. We see. But the, the, NBA, um, the NBA free agency period got me thinking, like, how much would these dudes really be worth if there was no salary cap, like highs in baseball? These dudes should be getting paid just as much, if not more, than these the guys on that on the other side of that sport, on the on the baseball side. Um, the season's almost just as long. You know, they don't get nearly any time off. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about the endorsements outside of the off the basketball floor, but it's like, yeah, these dudes in soccer and in baseball get the same opportunity to have endorsement deals. You know what I mean? So don't 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 do that. Don't try that. Um so that's what it that's where it put my head at when I'm reading roughly three billion dollars spent in one day in basketball. And this the sport is growing. It's crazy that it's still gaining popularity. Um 
But, you know, before the market, I guess, maybe it was dominated by America. And now everyone, you know, around the world is starting to really um, play basketball. It definitely is an international sport now. So, and, um, you know, USA in the last 10 years has been, you know, not really... Of course, the best basketball players in the world play for the Team USA in the Olympics. But, you know, in past years, competition been a little stiff. You know what I'm saying? Competition has been a little stiff. Um, but I, I wish... I wish there was no salary cap so we could get a better idea how much these players are really worth. Um, To have a free market in basketball would be insane. Insane. Anyways, moving on. Um, In my personal life, been pissed off this whole day. Um, I got a text message or a Twitter DM from my sister. I don't really text message people. Uh, I text like a handful of folks. My brothers, my sister. Um, and my girlfriend, that's it. So, uh... I get a text from her maybe eight, nine o'clock this morning, and her face is lit up. And what I mean by lit up, I'm looking at it, and it's like dark spots all over it. Her face is ashy as hell. Um, skin is peeling. I'm thinking she got sunburn. So I text her back. I'm like, what is happening? What are you doing? All caps. And she's like, the, the dermatologist changed my prescription, my acne prescription. I'm like, what the fuck broke you out like that? What was it? What's the name of it? What did she switch you from? What would you taking before? I'm going crazy. And I'm hot at this point because I found out it's somebody else's fault. Because at first I thought I was about to laugh at her ass. But then, so I'm, I'm trying to get down to the bottom of this. She's talking about the doctor changed it from, I guess she was doing uh, Neutrogena and... um she said something else. Neutrogena and some other face wash regimen. And uh, the doctor took off of that and put her on some um, Acnezone. Acnezone, I think is the name of it. Aczone. Aczone. Anyway, the active ingredient in that shit is Dapzone. So I'm finding out more and more. I'm reading more and more about this shit. And as, as my, um, my sister's updating me on what's happening with her, because I think she's headed back to the doctor, the dermatologist. To go get this shit checked out. Um, and my father and my stepmother is with her at the doctor's office. So she's cool, but I'm still like pissed off about this. So I really want I want her to understand this shit shouldn't break you out like that. And that the doctor that prescribed this shit, motherfucker don't know a goddamn of what they're doing. So uh Come to find out, well, I don't, I don't, I don't find this out in real time. I don't find this out until I guess two or three hours later after she's left out of the, the doctor's office, and um, they basically try to blame it on her, saying that you know this is allergic reaction, 
you know, sometimes it takes this to to really clear things up. It could just be you detoxing a lot of um a lot of uh toxicity in your face and this and that, but I'm looking at the pictures. The pictures just fucking broke my heart, bro. It's like shit underneath her skin. Dark spots that's probably not going to disappear for a long time. And the reason why I'm, the real reason why I'm bringing this up is I don't know how many people deal with um, and this is not medical advice at all, but I don't know how many people deal with, uh, I don't know how many people deal with like cystic, cystic acne or any, any type of skin issues where it's like affecting the way you feel about going out in public. But don't res- don't think that your last resort is listening to someone that's never even tried these products in the first place. That was one of my gripes is like, so this, this bitch is, I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> the doctor is recommending this stuff, never tried it at all, but would willingly just give you a gel that is a antibiotic and kills, will destroy your skin flora. First of all, if people don't know, bacteria is supposed to exist on your skin. It's the reason why folks get staph infections. It's the reason why people... People get infections on their skin that will will damn eat away at you, at your being. It will eat away at the the your tissue if you don't take care of it. And the only thing that's stopping that bacteria from eating you is the the natural flora that you have on your skin, the 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 probiotics that exist on top on top of your skin. And when you put a gel that is a is also an antibiotic on your skin, you killing all of the the natural defenses that you have against stuff like that. So when I'm looking at her skin, man, this shit made me want to cry. I'm I'm saying this just to inform anyone that's going through cystic acne or anything that they they looking into putting uh, any type of like steroids or or medicine doctor approved medicines um on their skin it, you really do do your di- due diligence because you could really you can fuck something up real bad and be set back um they told her that it's an estimated maybe two or three weeks um to get her skin back clear again but you know i'm not sure and i'm pretty sure that with that diagnosis came with a bunch of other prescriptions that they want her to then, you know, use to clear it all up. It's like stupid ass circular reasoning where, you know, if you'd have done your due diligence, you probably wouldn't have taken that shit in the beginning to, to be, to begin with. Yeah. That's just a message for folks. Any, any, anybody with any type of medical condition, let alone something as benign as cystic acne on the face. You know, sometimes that shit is painful. I know some people, they get really self-conscious about stuff like that. But um, nothing is worse than destroying your skin with some shit that you, you know, you could have avoided. So really, really, I want to take this time to send a message to people just like, for real, take it slow when you get this medical advice from doctors to do certain things. I also have an uncle that I went to go visit over the weekend, 
and he's in the hospital from having a spinal surgery um, uh, on his L7 and L8. And it's like now he can't feel his hands, you know, well, yeah, it's his fingers, fingertips. And they told him that that would be, you know, a part of the rehab is, you know, getting feeling back in your fingers and having an operation like that done on the L7 and L8. But from talking to him, um, he's just in a bad spot, feeling like the doctors gave him bad advice. You know, feeling like he rushed into the surgery, first of all. But then also, um, you know, not really um, not really thinking about what he was doing before he did it. Um, so now he has to do, he got to deal with the consequences, whether or not his, the, he, he gets back full mobility in his fingers or control of his fingers, because that's really what it is is learning how to use your fingers again. Um and in his feet too, because that's where it started. It started in the low in the lower half of his body. And um yeah man, that's just, it's just scary stuff trying to trust people that don't really necessarily know anything about health, the mechanisms inside the body. They just understand what is medical dogma uh, you know, since we've been handling it in the modern world. You know, they 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 only understand um it's a surface level understanding of what is the medical field they don't actually understand okay so um so and so has this these are the symptoms i know exactly what's happening you know they don't they don't know these things as well as we we'd like to trust them with it you know and it's and it's scary sometimes coming to that realization especially after you're already taking their advice so that's just my little two cents of personally what's happening in my life. I don't want to share with y'all. So I think that's that's it for this episode. I'm going to holla at y'all on the other side. Um, look, for, look for some new episodes uh, on my SoundCloud. I've changed it s- since um, last year. The link is now soundcloud.com backslash natty1mil. That's N-A-T-T-E-E, the number one M-I-L on SoundCloud. That's also on Twitter. So at N-A-T-T-E-E, the number one M-I-L on Twitter as well. And um, yeah, I'll be coming at y'all live next. Well, not live next time. We ain't going to do this shit live. I might do a couple of lives on, on YouTube, but... For the most part, just look for the uploads on uh on uh my SoundCloud. So episode zero, season three. We out this bitch.